0: Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur here to help you end body shame, find freedom from the shoulds, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we discuss how to break diet dependence, demystify current health and wellness trends, and help you find the confidence to feel empowered in your life. With that, let's go to the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the Captivatingly Confident podcast. This is episode four and I am so excited about it because I just am. (laughs) I'm just so thrilled with the response to the podcast. You have just been such a blessing to me and I'm just so thankful for everyone that has shown support for the podcast, support for Captivatingly Confident. I mean, I feel like I'm floating on cloud nine right now because it has just been overwhelming, the positive response. So thank you. I'm so excited. Okay, so the first two episodes were definitely some more in-depth topics and i wanted to take a step back a little bit for episode four just so that it was a little bit lighter of content sometimes when we're working with the mindset aspect of health and wellness it can be really overwhelming sometimes because there is a lot to do there's a lot of facets to look at a lot of hard topics and conversations that get into the nitty-gritty that just can be exhausting so i promise (laughs) to try to balance it out to bring you both the mindset but also the practical married with some good old-fashioned fun which (laughs) i mean let's be real it's this is all fun at least it's fun to me so i hope it is to you and i hope that you have enjoyed what you've heard so far and saying that i am always open to your feedback your suggestions topics that you would like me to discuss on the show guests that you would like to see on the show um bring it on everybody bring it on so tonight we're just gonna we're just gonna hang out a little bit and we're gonna just chat uh, which is interesting because. I can't see you. I am coming over from doing two years of Facebook and Periscope Live. And so switching to talking to a microphone has been a little bit of an adjustment, to be honest with you. And so I just crave your patience and appreciate your perseverance as I try to figure out this world of podcasting. It's so... Crazy! I've listened to some incredible podcasters and have been intimidated for sure to start this project, but I think that this is a great way for us to keep the conversation going and to make it easier for you to listen to. So with that said, tonight we're just going to take a step back and talk about basic nutrition because I feel like this is something that in our diet culture gets really convoluted and there's a lot of information out there. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels overwhelming. I mean, I have been studying nutrition for 10 years now, and there are parts of it that still confuse me, especially when you're looking at some of the biology behind it. Oh my goodness, science is crazy. And the thing about science is that it's, I feel like it's constantly changing. You know, it wasn't even 15 years ago, there was the huge, you know, fat is bad and the demonization of fat. And then, you know, just a few years ago, like 10 years ago, it was all about demonizing sugar and sugar is bad. And I feel like now it's like carbs are bad. Carbs are the enemy. Go Low carb, no carb, high fat, low protein. Like what on earth? So sometimes I feel like it's really good to just take a step back and kind of go back to the basics. You know what I mean? So that's what we're gonna do tonight. We're gonna just take a step back and look at what on earth is basic nutrition. So food can be broken down into three macronutrients and your macronutrients are proteins, carbs, and fats. So let's kind of take a look at each one of these categories. So For protein, that is going to be mainly your meat products, your animal products. So dairy, falls into that category, eggs, fish, uh, any kind of game, and lots of, you know, obviously the big ones that we eat, chicken and beef and pork, all of that. So the animal form of that is what's called a complete protein everything that you need to assimilate and put that all together in your body is already there. When we look at plant protein, so like when you look at a bag of almonds, right? There's protein in there. Well, that protein is called an incomplete protein. And so in order to get the most benefit from that, you have to put it with other stuff. So when it comes to digestibility, assimilation really for a lot of people that complete protein in the form of animal products usually works best and i don't like to make a lot of general recommendations about nutrition because everybody is so unique and brings their own story to food but i'm just speaking generally about complete proteins in the form of animal products they get a thumbs up from me if you're a vegan i'm then you have your own special dietary structure that you get to do utilizing soy and different forms of protein to help you get what you need so that you've got that cellular structure that makes that complete protein so protein is the building blocks of life protein is amazing because it helps increase satiety so that fullness factor it gives you energy unless you're eating the wrong kind of protein but we won't get into that tonight again basic Uh, protein is great protein is what we want to pair with carbohydrates if you're having a meal or a snack you don't want to just do carbs alone but we'll get to that in a second so protein makes a great pairing there the tricky part about protein is figuring out which one works best for your body and this is where i love utilizing lots of tools So one of the things that has worked really well for me and a lot of the clients that I've worked with is Eat Right for Your Blood Type. And I can link this in the show notes for you. It is a great resource. It's a tool, right? You don't need to take it, you know, word for word, but just look at it as a resource. So what it does is it has a food list based on your blood type. So I'm an O and my blood type has very meat and fat heavy recommendations and very little carb recommendations, which I find to be perfect for me. So it has on the food list, it'll have your optimal foods, your neutral foods, and then foods to avoid. And it's amazing how many your body naturally avoids. It's crazy. Like I have a citrus aversion. I do not like citrus at all. Guess what's in my avoid column? citrus. It's crazy. I also really don't like melon and eggplant. I'm really sorry. I just can't do melons. I don't know what it is. The texture, I digress. (laughs) Moving on. So carbohydrates are next. Carbs, I feel like I want to give carbs a great big hug because I feel like they're getting so much haterade just like thrown in their face like Glee style slushy. To the face as they're walking down the hallway, just doing their thing. Carbohydrates are incredibly important for your body. Incredibly important. And when we're talking about carbs, we're not just talking about bread and pasta and rice, right? Carbohydrates is a big category. This also has your vegetables, your fruits, your sugars. These are all going to be included in there. And of course, each one has varying amounts of carbohydrates. So finding your carbohydrate tipping point is kind of one of those like gold stars that you can kind of shoot for when it comes to nutrition. Metabolic effect, and I'll link in the show notes to these guys too, they're amazing, uh, kind of coined the phrase carbohydrate tipping point because that is the question, right? How many carbs do I need? How many is too much? And of course... There is no one answer, not even for you, not for anybody, because your needs vary day to day, where you are in your cycle. It all depends, right? There's no one answer. So practicing that awareness and being present when you're eating food and paying attention over time to see how foods affect you is one of the best things that you can do to understand what your body needs for nutrition. So I am not an advocate of eliminating carbohydrates. That is crazy talk to me. I find that women do so much better with carbohydrates. It aids in energy. It aids in mental focus. It aids in hormone balance. So much so. Adrenal fatigue can be absolutely linked back to not enough uh, carbohydrates in the diet. And you can also get dehydrated really quickly by not having enough carbs because carbs also hold on to water, which is why when you cut them out, you have that rush of weight loss because you're losing a lot of water, but also a lot of electrolytes. Okay. See, here I go down the rabbit path back to basics. (laughs) So that's carbs. And then we have fats. I want to give fats a high five because they are so cool. They are so badass, I'm sorry, but they are. So fats, we're talking about oils, we're talking about nuts, we're talking about fatty cuts of fish, meats can have fat. Uh, you can get fat from lard, you can render it. I mean, it's this is an amazing substance that we're working with as nutrient. A lot of people, again, give fat a bad rap because of that craze in the 90s. I mean, my parents were big into this. Guys, you open our fridge and I just remember like, oh my goodness, tubs of like low-fat country crock and squeeze butter that's low-fat and like sugar-free International Delights creamer and, you know, snack wells cookies that were 94% fat free. I remember this. Those green boxes, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do. hmm Yeah. No fat. So I grew up on a no fat diet and my body needed fat so bad, but I didn't get them. And so my, this might be TMI and I'm so sorry if it is. My cycle's always been irregular and I'm pretty sure that it's just from not having enough fats in those developmental years. But I digress, because again, TMI, sorry guys. Okay, moving forward, fats. Fats are amazing. There are some fats that are not as user friendly. And these are gonna be your fats like canola oil, soybean oil, safflower oil, peanut oil. These ones are highly refined full of GMOs most of the time. I know Whole Foods has started using non-GMO canola oil, but there's just not a lot of bennies from that, you know? And we want to get the most bang for our buck when it comes to nutrition. Can I get an amen? So when we're talking about fats, we're looking at saturated fats are amazing. So avocado oil, coconut oil, olive oil, which I actually was just listening the other day to... A youtube video with a cardiologist who was talking about using olive oil to saute because for a long time there was kind of that stigma of like don't heat up olive oil but good news we can saute with it you just can't bake with it because oils have different smoke points and this is really fascinating if you don't know about smoke points and oils google search that ish it's really fascinating because you can heat coconut oil, I believe it's up to, oh, is it 350 or 500? Now I don't know. Okay, Google search that. It's interesting to where the, you can denature the the fat oils and it goes rancid at a certain temperature. It's super cool. So saturated fats are amazing. Getting those omega-3 fatty acids from either fish oil or cod liver oil. I did that when I was pregnant. Gag. If you Keep your oil in the fridge or excuse me in the freezer or if you do like capsules and put them in the freezer that helps so much especially if you tend to burp and you get that little bit of like fish coming back up okay moving on so fats are great fats take a long time to digest that's why they have a higher caloric punch than carbs and proteins which both of those have four calories per gram Fat has nine calories per gram, twice as much as the other two because it takes a long time to digest that, which makes it perfect for pairing. So when you come to a meal, any meal, it doesn't have to be like a sit-down dinner meal. It can be a snack meal. Anytime you're taking in food, you want to have all three of those bad boys together, proteins, carbs, and fats. And again, I'm going to say this one more time. This is not true for all the people in all the world. But generally speaking, this is what I have seen work the best with the clients that I have worked with. And what I have seen in the research that I've done uh, is that this is the best. And, you know, obviously you can cycle that through with intermittent fasting and doing like bulletproof coffee. Or you can do carbs toward the end of the day to aid with sleep. I mean, there's different... Ways that you can go about this, but generally speaking, if you want to balance your heck again, metabolic effect, shout out right here balance your heck, which is your hunger, your energy, and your cravings, bringing together proteins, carbs, and fats is going to be a beautiful thing. And this can be achieved with all sorts of foods. And it's it sounds complicated, but the more you practice, the easier it becomes. I think typically what I see with a lot of my clients is that it's a quick carb for a snack. So like chips or even something like an apple or maybe even just some veggies. But the problem there is that you've just got carbs and those start to get digested as soon as they hit your tongue. So we want something to slow that down, to balance blood sugar, keep those energy levels nice and stable, and to achieve satiety. Because who wants to just keep eating and eating and eating? Besides me, I love to eat, love to eat, but I hate to be hungry. And so this is something that I practice all the time is that kind of balance between these three macronutrients. And again, it's about having that awareness and practicing and figuring out what foods work for you and at what ratios. And when you don't do that, having the awareness to learn from that and to give yourself grace about it too. So that is my recommendation. Proteins, carbs, and fats. Don't worry about numbers as far as grams of this, calories of that. Don't worry about that. Just look at your plate and see if you have all three on there. And some stuff can double as two, right? Like a fatty cut of meat. Like I've got some gorgeous ribeyes in the fridge right now. And that's going to be protein and fat in the same kick. So, you know, then all I need is my carbohydrate, which is probably going to be, I don't know, some sort of veggie. So balancing it out always is amazing. So like, for example, with Lewis, Lewis is my four-year-old and he loves rice. He loves rice. And knowing what I know about proteins, carbs, and fats. I want to make sure that he doesn't just have rice by itself. So I always throw in a big slab of butter in there, just some grass-fed butter, mix that up and give that to him so that that way he at least has the slow burn effect of the fat married with that carbohydrate. That was just an example for kids because it's hard to get kids to eat food. You guys, it's so hard. This is one of those like passion areas for me and like childhood nutrition is such an important thing and it just, some days I have to just take a breath because I just want him to eat vegetables and he just doesn't want to, does not want to. Okay, so that is like nutrition basics like zero one. Right there, just a gentle place to start and to come back to, especially if you're new to figuring out how to navigate the waters of what your body needs, sans a diet and sans a program, or if you're coming off of um, like an Optavia or LA weight loss where your meals have been provided. So this can be a great place to just kind of start. Also, if you're looking for another great place to start I would love for you to check out my new guide. It is called Beyond Balanced: an introductory guide to being captivatingly confident. If you go to my website, captivatinglyconfident.com, you can sign up on the, there's a little button on the bottom and you just click that. I just need your name and email and I will send that right on over to you. I promise not to flood your inbox. I promise. (laughs) I'm not a good emailer at all. I'd much rather talk to you. So check your email for that. It covers nutrition, movement, and self-care, and it has three practical steps that you can take to start getting that ball rolling toward your confidence journey. So just take like some practical steps that I feel like these are just kind of the, the stepping stones to building a firmer foundation so that you can feel confident, you can feel empowered, you can... End the body shame and end the diet dependence and end the the crazy struggle to figure out what on earth do I need to do? Because I think that's what I hear, I don't think that. I know that this is what I hear most often is, Kim, I know what to do, I just can't seem to do it. And I challenge that. I think that maybe you don't know what to do, friend. I think that there is so much information out there and all the diet trends all the health and wellness tips, all the things on Pinterest that you see. And I think it's good to take a step back and figure out what your body needs. Your body, not anybody else's body, but yours. And to take that focus and put it back on yourself. I think that that is one of the best things that you can do when it comes to nutrition. And that is the way to keep your body in a place that feels good where your body feels nourished it feels energized do you feel good about the choices that you're making and that's where it starts so thank you so much for joining me tonight i hope that this was helpful again i welcome your feedback head over to the captivatingly confident facebook group kimludeman.com will get you there i cannot wait to meet you and hear your feedback and walk with you on your confidence journey